0: Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Today, I want to talk about remembering your good. Now, I think a more normal title for this would be finding your good. But the truth is, is that there's good all around us and we forget because we get so distracted by other things. Now, as we go into this, I want to say that I am recording this at a time when we have come through two years of basic lockdown in one version or another for a pandemic. And just as we were coming out of that, Russia started a war with Ukraine. And so many people are having a great deal of difficulty looking for finding the good, seeing anything that good is going on. And I just want to talk to you about that a little bit today. First, I think it's important for me to be very clear That when we are talking about finding the good in a situation, we are not talking about looking at the situation and then just trying to cover it up with a bunch of affirmations and say, it's all good, it's all good, it's okay, it's okay, everything's going to be fine. Well, that might work to calm you down and help you focus a little bit. It is not the best way to work with something because what you're really doing is you're covering up the situation. You're not looking at it. You're not going, oh, this totally sucks. Now, what good can I find in it? And that's the proper way. Now, I'm not sure that it sucks is, you know, the most spiritual term to use, but it's true. We look at things and go, I don't like this at all. But then when you say, I wonder what good is going to come out of it. You set yourself on a different track than if you just either say, this is horrible, it's going to ruin my life, or it's all good, it's all good, it'll be fine. I hope you can see the difference in that. So as we talk about that, think about how we are looking for the good in a situation while acknowledging that the situation exists. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. First of all, I want to talk about the word remember. Now if you look it up in the dictionary, remember means to re you know reclaim something that you have forgotten that slipped your mind. But there's another interesting way to look at the word remember as well. We may not be aware of it, but we are spreading ourselves all over the place all the time. We talk to people, we send thoughts out, we do things, we're out in the world, uh, we give our attention to this thing and that thing and another thing until we feel depleted in a way. And it's like in, in some sense we're dismembering ourselves on an energetic level. And so to remember ourselves is to bring all of that back in, to recall our soul, so to speak, recall our energy. I've experienced a Native American ritual where uh, in the fall, they sit down and they remember themselves. In other words, they call call all the parts of them that they've given away during the year back to them, and they remember themselves. So that's the first part of this, is that remembering, remembering our good. And then let's talk about good. Good means useful or advantageous. And I mean, if you look at the dictionary, there's about 10 different definitions of it or versions of the same definition. But when we think of good, we think of it as something that we like, something that will make us happy, something that will be pleasurable, and again, useful or advantageous. So when there's a situation or a circumstance in front of us that we don't like that doesn't work for us, we tend to think there's no good there learning to see the good or the possibility of the good or even saying I wonder what good will come out of this is a way to help you stay above the drama and it helps you stay it helps you keep from being dragged down by the circumstance and notice I say it helps you because There's going to be times when you're going to crash and burn, we all do. If someone very close to you dies, you're probably going to crash and burn for a little while. Okay, so I'm rethinking the term crash and burn, but I want to use it because that's what it feels like. When something devastating happens, someone dies, there's a car accident, Um, the whole two years of COVID restrictions and lockdowns and and the fear of of either other people dying or you dying from the the virus, all of those things um, feel like they're, you're crashing and burning. They feel like sometimes there's no hope. The same thing with we just came out of that and then this war started and we're probably all going, what the heck? You know, what's going to happen next? And are we ever going to get back on an even keel? And where is the good in this? And it's easy to forget that there can be good coming out of even the most dire circumstances. Again, it doesn't mean that we're tap dancing along going, oh, this is all fine and I'm not going to let it get me down. Well, you can say I'm not going to let it get me down and stop me, but you can still have your feelings. Having Having feelings is normal and it's actually important and essential to acknowledge our feelings if we don't acknowledge our feelings, then we're just stuffing it, which is why when something happens, you might want to say those affirmations right there at the beginning, just to help yourself calm down. But if you continue to do nothing but say affirmations, you're not dealing with it. And it's important to to acknowledge the situation. It's it's like, I always go back to using the flat tire because it's such a simple um, image. It's like, that tire is flat. Now, there might be good that comes out of it, or it might just simply be, okay, I had a flat tire, I fixed it, and I went on. The good in that is that you didn't let it get, you didn't let it make you crash and burn. It didn't ruin your day. You just fixed the tire and moved on. That's a good thing. One of the biggest misunderstandings of the new thought teaching is that if you say enough denials and affirmations, and if you live according to what we teach, you're never going to have any problems, that life is just going to be hunky-dory. And that's not true. We live in a world of circumstances. We live in a world where stuff's going to happen. And so it's not about preventing stuff from happening. It's about learning how to walk through those situations at at your highest and best. And even if you have a moment of not being your highest and best, you can come back to it. And so what we're doing is giving tools. We offer tools for, for, for coping with the world, for dealing with the world, for really becoming the best person that you can be in any one moment. And sometimes the best that we can be in a moment is not as best as other times when we can be best. And that's life. That is just life. So how does this work? How do I find good in the current situation that I'm, I'm talking about? How do I find good in, in life in general? I'm going to go back. My father died when I was 21. And uh, I've had many people over the years. It's amazing how many people have said to me, what a tragic life I've had. And I just look at them and I can't even, I can't even get there. And yeah, it was really hard to have my dad leave at that point in my life. I didn't get to know him as an adult, and I really, I loved him, but I really liked the man. But I can tell you that his leaving my life at that point put me on a spiritual trajectory that I do not know would have happened had he stayed. I also know that if he had stayed, he would have been an invalid and he would have been completely miserable. It wouldn't have been worth it to him. So. The good was he was released. The good was it put me on a trajectory to be doing what I do now. And it took a long time. I was a mess in my 20s. It took me a very long time to figure out life. Now, I was very fortunate in that I came into unity or new thought when I was 25. And that changed my life, and it probably saved me. (laughs) and so I can say lots of good things about this thing that I teach but I can also see other good things that came out of that experience and it took a long time to see it and that's the other part that I think gets people either confused or frustrated is that because I can't see the good in something now it may not it's really hard to keep going it's really hard to say okay there's something good here but if you simply start to proclaim Either there's good in this, and I will see it, or you can say, I wonder what, what good is going to come out of that. And that's the best one. There's a story, and it's probably an apocryphal story, I don't know, of, of a Unity a seminary student in, um, who was in Missouri, and they went somewhere and parked their car on a hill, and they got out of the car, and apparently hadn't, you know, pulled the brake, and the car slid down the hill, rolled down the hill, and the student just stood there and says, well, I wonder what good is going to come out of this. That sounds Pollyanna, I know, but it's not because what it's saying is, I see the situation and hey, I'm not real happy with it, but something good has to come out of this. I can name all kinds of good things that have come out for me personally. During the pandemic, I learned a bunch of new skills. I learned how to do a podcast. I learned how to stand in front of a camera with one other person in the room and give a 20 minute talk. And not die of self consciousness. But more than that, I think I gained another level of compassion as I watched so many people go through. Well, of course, a lot of people lost loved ones, but the overall confusion of everyone around me taught me that, taught me compassion for when people feel unmoored. I have changed my life so many times that sometimes I think I get a little bit, okay, well, here we are in change again. But I got to watch in real time, dozens and dozens of people being forced to go through change that they didn't ask for, they didn't want, they didn't know how to do, that completely unmoored them. And so it gave me a a, a glimpse into what it's like to not be me. (laughs) And I've gained more compassion for people. And I understand how hard change is. I mean, I don't change is hard for me too, but not as much as it is for some people. And watching them cope and watching them figure out what to do next and, and losing their identity. I think this was a, a big thing that happened during pandemic when people couldn't go to work and couldn't do all these different things is our identities were challenged because so much of at least the culture in the United States is about our doing what we do. You know, if you live in the United States, you know that, uh, when you, uh, are in high school, it's, you know, what sport do you play or what are you doing? If you're in college, it's what's your major when you get out of school, then it's, what do you do? And even if you didn't go to college, there's always this, so what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And so when we couldn't do, we got really confused and, and didn't know what, what to do, how to act, how to be. And... So the good for me coming out of this particular time is a greater level of understanding of what we, what we as human beings need and compassion for people who really don't know how to cope with it because it's such a brand new idea. Then there's the basic question of what is good. What is, what is good in my life? I'm, there might be something in my life that I consider good and somebody else might think is really not good at all. And we will just use the simple example of uh, food. We all have different ideas of what is good food and what isn't good food. I put ketchup on my macaroni and cheese, thank you very much. And I know two other people on the planet who do that and everybody else goes, ew, that's not good. So good is in many ways, subjective. But there is a way to be a little bit more objective about the difference between good and, well, not good. And what I'm going to tell you here is that there are facts and there is truth. Now, a fact is a flat tire. A tire, if it's flat, it's flat. That's a fact. The truth of the matter is is that it can be fixed and the truth of the matter is is that you are still who you are you are still that divine being within yourself having an experience facts are changeable facts change all the time truth does not change truth is the underlying current of life truth is that your heart beats truth is and then if it changes you're gone. So there's a fact there, but there is this underlying truth. There is that part of you inside, which I know I've talked about a lot, that is unchanging. You can go into this quiet space inside yourself and find that, and it's always there, and it's consistent, and it's a refuge, and it does not change. It's simply there. It doesn't have facts and and, and um, problems and challenges. All it does is be. And when you can get into being, that's when you start to be moving along with truth and not so swayed by facts. Now, facts are necessary. We live in a material world. There's always going to be facts. We can't live without facts. Whether the facts lead you to truth is another another matter and actually any fact can lead you to truth if you're looking for it if you're looking for the good in a situation now again that doesn't mean that you're going to proclaim everything in the world to just be good and not look at the fact that some things are appearing as a negative we have to be realistic there's always going to be stuff going on there's going to be stuff that we love. There's going to be stuff that we really don't like. There's going to be stuff that is scary. There's going to be stuff that is very comforting. Learning to look at what's going on, taking that step back and looking what's going on and asking questions about it rather than just reacting is a way to start looking for the good in your life or remembering the good, remembering that there is good there. The good is inherent in this world we do forget we get so distracted by the facts that are happening we get distracted by our electronic devices we get distracted by well every distraction possible on this planet and we forget We forget that there is another way of looking at things. We forget that we can rise above whatever is happening. We forget that we have a lot of power. We have a lot of internal power. We forget all those things. We might forget them for a moment. We might forget for a day or a week or a year. We might even forget for most of our lives that there is good in our lives, When we are born, we come into a world that is telling us all the rules. Immediately, there's this cacophony of do this, don't do this, this is how you have to be. We have all of these judgments and ideas and how we're all supposed to be. And so we sort of start off forgetting because we come in these clear channels of pure spirit, and then we start getting filled up with all of the facts of, of the earth plane, And we forget. Well, forgetting doesn't mean that it's gone. Think about this. Think about things that you've, you've, oh, I forgot to do this. It's still there. You just weren't aware of it. You weren't seeing it. So remembering, reconstructing yourself, pulling yourself back together. Really remembering is simply pulling yourself back together and going, this is who I am. I am a spiritual being. I know that underneath all of this, there is one truth, one power, one presence that is the baseline of life. And this baseline of life does not change. And I can go to this place. I can go and and spend time reconnecting, remembering this baseline of life. And when I come back, I can see some good that is coming out of a situation. I can see where there are really good things in my life. And I can see that there is a way to go forward and I have hope and I have some inner joy and some inner love. And that still doesn't mean that the exterior facts are going to become more pleasant in the, in the moment. One of the things that happens though, is when you are in a situation that is uncomfortable, that is making you unhappy, if you can go into this place, into your inner sanctum, the, the truth of who you are and connect with that, remember, pull yourself together. When you come back to look at the facts, You're at least calmer. You at least can think things through, and you probably will not feel as as agitated, as threatened, as scared, as upset. Whatever it is that you're feeling, you will be able to come into it with a a much stronger, healthier, more positive outlook. And again, I'm going to. I know I'm beating this to death, but I'm going to say that positive thinking is not covering everything up with a bunch of affirmations and hoping it will go away. Living a positive, affirmative life is about looking at what's going on, acknowledging the circumstances, saying this is great, saying this sucks, and then finding the way to work through it, looking for whatever good is there. The immediate good might be something very small and tiny. It might be a cup of coffee. It might be someone gets you to chuckle. It might be that you had a really good cry and now you've released all of that pent up emotion and you feel better and you can think more clearly. Good doesn't mean, finding the good in a situation doesn't mean that the entire problem or situation is solved. It means that you're finding little pebbles of hope along the way. Oh, here's another signpost. There is a, there is a solution. There is an answer. This isn't going to get me. I can, I can work through this and I will learn something from it and there will be good. And, and You know, there's sometimes there's years and years before you see the good in a situation. A lot of us, especially with parents and things, it's easier to look back when you're in your thirties or forties or fifties and, and understand your parents more because now you're an adult and you can see the good that came out of whatever the circumstances were, or simply what you've learned from it and what you've done with it. What good did you create out of it? Because good doesn't just sit there and kind of happen. I mean, it does sometimes, obviously, but so much of good is what we create with it, and what we create in our lives, and what we create with each other, by looking to solutions, looking to our inner selves, looking to our our higher selves, so that we can live our lives in a more productive, less dramatic, more, well, peaceful way. And I. I I know it's hard to feel peaceful in these times, I get it, but if you spend time thinking about this, contemplating, going within, touching in with your inner true self, and then maybe doing this exercise. Now, this exercise is something that I just kind of made up after going through that ritual with the Native American group uh, in in the remembering exercise, because... Um, Well, I'm not them and I'm not going to steal it and it's been a long time and I don't really remember it anyway. But what I do is I sit down and I get really quiet and I think about how I have spread myself out over my life over the other people in the world and what I have given. And I, I think about who I've given up my power to and who I've given too much, not too much. Well, yeah, too much energy to, and maybe a ne- negative way or how I've just spent it over here. And then I simply invite all of the parts of me to return. It may sound kind of weird, but I tell you that it helps. And I just invite all of the different parts of me to return to me. I remember myself. I bring my parts back. And it's a pretty powerful little exercise. And then I feel much more whole and I feel like I haven't, I'm no longer spread out all over the place. You know how we talk about feeling spread too thin? Well, this is one of the reasons this happens is because we put our energies in so many different places and then we don't take the time to remember ourselves, to put ourselves back together, to bring all of those pieces back in. And when we can do that, when we can make ourselves whole for those moments, that is when we can start to see good in things that we might not necessarily see if we're so so scattered, so spread thin, so dismembered. And so remembering your good is really about remembering who you are. It's about bringing yourself back to being you. It's about pulling yourself together. It's about knowing that every situation has something to offer and even if it seems horrendously awful at some point there will be something that it had to offer and yeah it might take a long time to see it you might see it initially but it may take a while and that's okay too and honestly that's better than just covering up the situation with a bunch of affirmations and hoping it will go away because it won't and you won't feel any better I would encourage you to try this exercise and see what it does for you. You know, the mission statement at Spiritual Life Center is to love, serve, and remember. And the one that is most important for me is the remembering. It's remembering that I am, at my core, a spiritual being. It is remembering who I am and why I am here. And it is remembering that we're never alone. There's always, there is an energy and a presence and a love that permeates our lives if we can, but remember it and remember to be open to it, that carries us through no matter the circumstances, because the circumstances aren't going to go away. But we We can choose, we can choose to live in a way that helps us recognize the good, helps us remembering our good, helps us be the highest and best people that we can be. I wish you a week full of remembering your good, remembering your joy, remembering who you are. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sun and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.